Welcome in to another Running with the Wolves podcast on the Believe Sports Network. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris Emerson. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm ready for the season to kick back on again, you know? It's been hard trying to find stuff to watch on TV because, I don't know, for me, Survivor's out of season. It doesn't come back till next week. Uh, I could watch some college basketball, but... It's not necessarily my favorite thing. I like college basketball, but just not as much as the pros. But, yeah, it's been hard to find stuff to watch on the old tube. I've been having to resort to a lot of YouTube videos, which, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts later on, make sure to give us a five-star rating and tell us what you think of the episode first let's talk about our little event that we had uh last thursday for the thirsty pups wolves watch party and thank you first of all to everyone who came out chris i thought it was a great success yeah it was a lot of fun like i I haven't been to a watch party like that um it was cool like the guys putting it on had a good vibe had a good spirit like i liked that a little you know mini basketball shoot thing where you could win prizes um yeah, I mean the 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 place was cool. Like that where we like heated back patio was super cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was all for it. I think it was a great it was a great thing they put on, and I'm excited to you know have bigger ones. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking to do some. Particularly, we're looking at a Denver game maybe next month that would be fun. We're also looking to do weekends as well. So. Make sure to keep on lookout for that. We're also nothing completely confirmed yet, but we're also working on talking to some former Wolves as well. So big things coming on the podcast. So let's get into it right now. I kind of gave my take on a earlier podcast that I posted yesterday. I just had to get it out of my system. I had a, about a half hour free, so I thought oh, I got to do it. But your take, Mike Conley, two years, $21 million. Your thoughts? I think it's great. You know, I mean, we definitely got a hometown discount. Um, I would feel like he's playing, you know, at least above that level, I would say. But um, more importantly, we secured a point guard for the next couple of years. I mean, a guy that can at least be serviceable as a starter um, on a playoff run. Um, I don't know if that solves our problem going forward. Definitely not going forward at point guard, but even for the next couple of years, I think we might have to look to have somebody that's, you know, adds a little bit more um, dimension than he gives us. But I mean, 10 million for a guy like that. I mean, that's a great price for a backup point guard. So yeah, I- I'm happy for it. And I think it's another great move by TC, um, Tim Conley. And it shows that if you're winning, you know, veterans, are going to want to come and play here for a decent price. So it's possible that we might be surprised in the next offseason at some guys who we might sign for veteran minimum that other teams would be willing to pay, you know, top dollar for. And I heard reports that Mike Conley wants a place where he can end his career. He doesn't really want to go ring chasing, although I would love if he brought a championship here to Minnesota. He doesn't want to do like what Richard Jefferson did at the end of his career, where he goes to a really good team, kind of sits at the end of the bench and wins a championship. I know he's got two young kids and a wife. He thought that Minnesota would be a good place to settle down and end his career. And I'm happy. Happy for it. I mean, we have now one point guard signed for next season. 
if you don't include Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So we needed to make a move like that, and he could have easily gotten 15 to 16 maybe $17 million a year on the open market. And, you know, Monte Morris will have rights too, so we'll be able to sign him to go over the cap even more. Um, it's still going to cause a lot of trouble when it comes financially, but, you know, you need those – you need a roster. It's it's no point you're – not, you're not trying to just, you know, cut cut people because – to save money at some point you still need to fill the roster with talented players so um the money is going to be interesting to see how it works out but so far i think it's a great move and honestly i don't think that mark laurie and a rod mind going into the second tax apron particularly if they're going to have a hot franchise who have success right away they're not going to mind paying a little more in my opinion we'll see because a little more is going to be about a hundred million dollars out of pocket more each season. So that gets a little rough, but yeah, I mean, if they're willing to pay it, I'm all happy for it. Let's keep on going over that cap. It doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah. And so let's move forward to the all-star game. Now, ants, particularly in the skills competition was shooting left-handed. So my question was, do you think that this is going to hurt Ant in any way, particularly like not being asked back to do the slam dunk contest or the skills competition. And more importantly, does it matter? Like that doesn't matter that ants not really taking the skills competition seriously, or is there a level of professionalism that you expected a little more out of him? Here's the deal. Like it's the all-star break. Um, he's played almost every game he's played through injury. Um, he's been, you know, leading the team in minutes type player. Uh, I'm fine with him taking it easy and having fun with the guys and goofing off a bit. Like there's two different types of players that seems to be at all-star games. The guys that are trying to put up big numbers um, for like some sort of career thing or like winning, you know, all-star MVP. And then there's guys that are just, you know, honored that they're there and they want to hang out and, you know, have fun. And, and I'm fine with either one. Wh whatever you decide is your move is fine. Um, to be honest, Every single sports all-star game is a complete joke and it's dumb. So I'm fine with, I'd be fine with if they didn't even play the game and they just announced who is the all-stars and let them all have a break. Like I'm fine with truthfully the whole all-star weekend being gone. It means literally next to nothing to me. I actually, I'm going to disagree with you there because I actually really like the all-star weekend i really like particularly kind of the the old rookie game or the the rising stars i guess they call it i think that's unique i also now we you could say how good this year's was I but like i also like the slam dunk contest as well because guess what the slam dunk contest isn't going to be good every year but if you don't do it every year you're going to miss out on the gems like Zach Levine or Max McClung or fill in dunker here, Vince Carter, because th there's going to be bad ones, but you have to go through the bad ones to get to the good ones. I like all-star weekend. I actually, I'm one of the suckers that enjoys all the all-star yeah. game in general. What I like about it is kind of the immaculate shot making. Like I, I just imagine these guys at like my local gym or YMCA pulling up from midcourt and, and knocking down threes. It really, I think it really just shows how good of scorers and shot makers they actually are. And I'm fine if that's what the all-star game turns into is almost more goofiness. You know, like sure. everyone's like, oh, it's not serious. They're not d up. And it's like, yeah, 
it's not a real game, you know, like right. that's going to happen. So, I mean, if they, they're talking about like how to make it more watched and more valuable, like adding money incentive to it or whatever. Um, I mean, the idea of the all-star game, and I heard somebody, a talking head say this, and I agree 100%. When I was young, the all-star game was, oh, I've never seen Charles Barkley. You know, I've never got to see him. It'd be fun to watch him. Or I've never seen, you know, Shaq really play. Like, oh, it's cool. I get to see Shaq or Yao Ming or whoever wasn't in your market that was someone you were excited to watch. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like that anymore. You can go on YouTube and you can watch highlights from every single game. You can watch everybody play. Like, it's it's not like you don't see, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander. There's no way you can possibly see him until the All-Star game. So I, I'm fine with them making it a goofy thing, you know, but make it earlier in the day, like, so that kids can watch it. It was super late. And I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm sure there's people that like it, but, like, I just don't see the point. What I hated about the dunk contest is that it, it becomes, like, the – judges like cheering and making like a big scene even if the dunk wasn't that good it's more like a machine like when they started wearing costumes and bringing out props and stuff it's like what are we doing here like it bothered me um so yeah i mean we'll, we'll see we'll see where it goes forward adam silver will figure something out actually i'm gonna take it the other way on that because i like i said i really like the nba all-star weekend but what i like about the dunk contest is it can make Someone who would have no chance of being a star, a star for like a weekend. Like, for example, the Max McClung. Would anyone be talking about Max McClung if he didn't win the slam dunk contest two years in a row? No, they wouldn't. Would anyone really care about Nate Robinson or Gerald Green if it wasn't for the dunk contest? Not really. So I don't know. I, I just think it shines a light on players who they have a special scale. Like, for example... What shine is Jacob Toppin going to get if he's not in the All-Star game? Probably none. So I, I don't know. I, I think it shines a light on players who don't usually get the, the light shined on them. It's not bad. I guess my, my only follow-up would be, is anyone talking about Mac McClung? Is anybody talking about that Toppin kid? No. Well, Maybe not Jacob. I think they're talking about Mac McClung, though, as a two-time dunk champion, or at least they were. There was some buzz around All-Star Weekend. So let, let's move forward from that. Of course, congratulations to Cat, who had 50 points. It seems a lot less when we've seen him put up 60 twice in his career in actual games. By the way, the Wolves are 1-1 one one in those games. He broke the record for most points in a half with 40 and most points in a quarter with 31. So congratulations to Carl Anthony Towns. He seems like the kind of guy who would care about that kind of stuff. Exactly. And that's why I think it's great that he did that. Um, I think that him being like third or tied for fourth all-time NBA all-star game scoring, I think is a huge feather in his cap that is very important to him. Um, I mean, he could have even pushed that higher. He had like a blown dunk that it could have, you know, he could have got up to second all-time. But, yeah, there's certain players that I think that sort of thing um, is important to so that they can kind of gauge their importance in the league. So I'm happy for them, um, and, and I'm glad that it worked out for them. Congratulations to Katz. Um, honestly, 
looking at that defense, I could have probably went out and put up at least 10 points. I don't want to go more than that, but I could have probably put up 10, particularly in the early quarters. I, I got a sweet turnaround jumper. That's all I'm saying. I believe it. So let's move forward here. Let's talk about the closing stretch. Uh, we got 27 games left, and the good news for the Timberwolves is, well, there's a bunch of good news. One is 17 out of the 27 remaining games are at home. That's a good thing. The Wolves only have three back-to-backs left. And I actually, I want to quiz you right now. Do you know... Since 2019, five years ago, which is crazy to think that's five years ago, name the one team. There's one team in the East and West who were number one seed going into the All-Star break and was not number one seed at the end of the year. Can you name that team? I have no idea. Who who is it? You know, the only team in East and West to ever since 2019 to be number one in the number one going into the All Star break and not be number one at the end of the season is the 2022 Chicago Bulls, who only won seven games after the All Star break and finished with the sixth seed. Other than that, I'll run through all of them. East to 2023, Milwaukee, they stayed at the number one seed. West 2023, Denver stayed at the number one seed. East 2022, Chicago fell to six, only won seven more games. West 2022, Phoenix stayed at number one, went to the NBA Finals. 2021, West Utah stayed number one. East Philly stayed number one. 2020, East Milwaukee stayed one. West, Lakers, stayed one, won the NBA championship. 2019, West, Golden State, stayed at number one. East, Milwaukee, stayed at number one. So my question is, where do you think the Wolves finish in the Western Conference here? Will they continue the trend other than Chicago and be a number one seed when it all comes, when it all comes down to it? Also, does that matter? Or will they be more of a Chicago who falls down a little bit? What do you think? I bet, but I think I think I would say third. I bet you they'll be third. I I don't see. I mean, I say OKC is touch and go. Like I think we'll be in the hunt, maybe a game out, maybe or two or whatever. Like we'll be right there. But I mean, anywhere from fourth to first is you know a crapshoot right now. So. Um, yeah, I don't sure. You know what? Let me change my fort. Let's be with number one the whole time. You know, why not? And do do you think that it'll matter a one seed versus like a three seed? I will say in the first round, but overall, do you think it'll matter that much or no? I mean, until I see what the seedings are, I mean, I think it matters a lot in the NBA just matchups wise. So like if we get up a, a team that's a bad matchup, it'll matter, but it all depends on who the lower seeds are, really, for me. And what do you think will be some of the keys to for the Wolves to keep the number one overall seed, or I'll say a top four seed? Because you do, after this great start, you don't want to start the NBA playoffs on the road. I they, see because that's my goal: be a top four seed and clinch a top four seed with about five games left, so we can rest some people. That's my goal. Yeah, I mean, I think what's going to come down to is we're going to need somebody to step up as a quality role player. Um, I think we've got 
a pretty, and I'm including like the, the players that I'm confident in are Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, or Nas Reed. Um, I'm confident in them as being consistent contributors. Um, other than that, oh, and, and Nikhil Alexander Walker, I'm, I'm confident in all five of them as being constant um, contributors that will be there every game. I'm, we need somebody else, if that's McDaniel's, to give us something every game consistently and positive. Um, if it's a guy off the bench, if it's a, a if it's Morris that we just brought in, if it's maybe a different Morris that we might bring in, um, who knows? Like we're going to need somebody to give us consistent, solid production um, come playoff time, so our rotation can be shrunk down and be quality in every spot. Yeah, I would agree. We need some more consistency. We've been saying it the whole time out of Jane McDaniels. We need a lot more out of Kyle Anderson as well. Just that cog off the bench. If we're going to play him that many minutes, he's got to contribute. And he did a lot in that Milwaukee game. I, I know we were close to getting rid of him, but I guess Minnesota, or Tim Conley saw it a different way. So I will definitely trust him. But man, I, I was looking for some shooting like a Bogdan Bondanovich or a or a Doug McDermott or something to that caliber. I, I would have really liked some shooting at the deadline. I agree. I just think that the trades weren't there. I think that his market was so small and nobody really was interested in Kyle Anderson. And if that happens, you know, you kind of can't force anything to go. So let's take a look at what the Wolves have going forward. Uh, next game is against the Milwaukee I almost said the Brewers. That, that would have been a slip up. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are three and seven over uh, uh, three and seven since Doc Rivers took over. Is Doc Rivers the worst All Star coach in NBA history? Yes, it has to be. He's won three games. There's no it's other terrible. option for for that. Um, but maybe, Although maybe actually the, the W. So maybe not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Fire Finch. His defensive scheme was terrible in that game. Exactly. I mean, he, he should have been full-court pressing. I mean, with the talent he had, he should have had Shea yeah. full-court pressing. Like like the Arkansas, what was it, 40 minutes of hell? That's what should have been ha- going down at that All-Star game. They, they, they should have been killing him. But I guess Fire. Finch will have to – We'll have to, yeah. Well, Finch will have to do it again next year. Have a better game plan for that. So we got Milwaukee, then a back-to-back against the Brooklyn Nets. No telling who's going to be there. If Middleton's going to be back, you would assume that he would. Uh, we missed him last time. Ben Simmons is always a question mark. I would doubt he plays, but who knows? Uh, what, what are you looking to in that that back-to-back scenario? I honestly think that if the Wolves beat Milwaukee. I would sit Conley against Brooklyn. I really would. Yeah, I mean, it's starting to get to that time where we're going to have to start, you know, making sure that we're healthy for the playoff run. Um, Milwaukee will be a fun game because they're under fire right now. Everybody's kind of throwing them under the bus. Um, talk about is Giannis going to want out? Is Dame the problem? Is Doc Rivers garbage? So, I mean, they're going to have some motivation coming out of the All-Star break. Um We'll see if motivation alone can get you a W versus the Timberwolves. But, um, you know, we should be at the point now where where we need to be winning, you know, almost all these games. Like we're, we're pushing for this number one seed if that's our plan. And we should be able to beat the Nets, both of them, 
you know, like even with a depleted roster on our side, if we rest some people, like we're a better team and we need to prove it. So be professional, get it done. Yeah, particularly at home. The good news is the next four games, although the Wolves did go in the All-Star break with four straight road wins. Wow, I'm looking at it right now. The next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game homestand. And some of these teams, some of them are good, like the Kings and Clippers. But some of these teams, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, who are probably the most hurt team in the NBA, one of the most hurt teams I have ever seen. The Spurs, who... I know yeah. Wembenyama's been playing better, but you got to get that W. The Bucks, Kings, and then, of course, the Trailblazers, who, I mean, we, we just saw how that went on the road. So you got you to expect at least, out of these sevens, get at least five here. And maybe a loss against maybe the Bucks and or Kings and Clippers, but you got to imagine that you got to have a good homestand coming out of the All-Star break. Everyone should be well-rested. Everyone should be good to go. Although I will say, two ba- it's, it's a weird schedule. Two back-to-backs. Like, for example, Friday night to Saturday is a back-to-back, and then Tuesday to Wednesday is a back-to-back. But it's the NBA, no excuses, got to get it done. Yeah, and you're at home. I mean, we should be 5-2 and two in those seven games and uh, keep it moving. Absolutely. So I'm going to put a pin in it there. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks. Um, go Wolves, man. Let's, let's keep on winning and start a new win streak. Absolutely. And this is the Running With The Wolves podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. And please give us a five-star rating or whatever rating you think we deserve on Spotify and or Apple podcast and tell us what you think of the show as well. And as always go wolves.